Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Pick and Roll for a brand new week of NBA discussion and betting. We are on the Board YouTube channel, which is the NBA content division of the Hammer Betting Network. If you guys have enjoyed the content so far this season, then please make sure you hit that like button, hit that thumbs up button, and remember to subscribe to the board. We have a lot of great shows right here on Pick and Roll. Every weekday, we go live around this time, around 11.15 to 11.20 a.m. Eastern time, and throughout this week, with the trade deadline coming up, we might have some bonus content on the channel. There's a big trade that goes down. We're looking to do an immediate reaction to post onto this channel, which you guys can tune into as well. Beyond that, on Thursday on the Hammer HQ YouTube channel, just search up the Hammer HQ. I'll be going live for a trade deadline watch along from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. And Pips will be joining me for a certain period of time on that live stream as well. Don't know the exact time length. We're still working out some extra details around that, but... Pips will be joining me at least a little bit on that show, and uh, we're both looking forward to that one. So let's get into our show for today. We're going to do the recap, as always. We're going to go into the official picks. Then we're going to talk about the big news, the big trade, Kyrie Irving joining the Dallas Mavericks. And then the final thing we'll be talking about is Steph Curry's injury, what that means for the Golden State Warriors in their bid to defend their NBA championship. And Keep this dynasty going, I might add. So we'll pull up right now the recap from Friday. It's been a, a few days now, so maybe tough to remember. Let's try to jog our memory a little bit. So far on the season, it has been very successful. 80 and 62 record, 5% return on investment. And these two plays certainly helped that. There was the one losing play with Sabonis. It was a two and one day, but let's go top down here. First of all, we'll go to D'Angelo Russell. Uh <laughs> It seemed like Russell was just going to keep shooting until he got over this three-point line, but this was a pretty comfortable one in the end. Uh, what did you make, even though the Timberwolves lost quite heavily, I might add, to the Orlando Magic here? Yeah, have you seen, like, the brawl in that game? Yes, yes, of course. There was the a lot of extra yeah. things going on in that one as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah after the brawl, like, D'Angelo scored three threes in, like, 90 seconds. And ended up with five. So, yeah. yeah. I think this one was pretty easy. Like, every shot that he took it was great. A lot of wide open shots. It was like over helping on the nail. And his, his guard will always go off him to help on the, the Anthony Edwards drive. And Anthony will just kick and he will hit like wide open three. But unfortunately, he started two of nine. Yes. And I was like, come on, man. Like, great looks and then he just scored three straight and i think this is like sixth or seventh time this season that dlo scored three or more threes in the last quarter so something to look up to yes yeah, so it, it's always with, with a short line like that things change so quickly yeah. when it's only like a two and a half three and a half line so uh, I mean, he was two of nine. I expected he was going to continue to shoot, especially with the Timberwolves down. So nice to see on that one. We'll move into the second play here. Jaden Ivey on the assist, Terry Rozier on the points. This one was never really in doubt. I think Jaden Ivey was very quick on his assist line. I, I may have had it by halftime. Rozier was was working well all throughout the game. Not a lot of sweat here from my thoughts, but how about you from watching the game? Yeah, this was... Very simple. Every everything like if you bet like six bets on this game combined, everything will win because it was the game with two fifty points and yeah, game goes that crazy without any 
double teams or it's it's single cover defense. All the star players will go over, and yeah, close game, 250 points, single cover. Like every every player on the slate will go over. So it was exactly the same. Bojan Bogdanovic, Jaden Ivy, Sadiq Bay, Lamelo Ball, like Terry Rozier, Plumley, everyone went over their lines. So whatever we choose in that game, like that's the games you want to bet the most. Yes. Like I, I personally had another same game Farley in that game, but that game it was Bojan Bogdanovic and Lamelo Ball, and like those games, like very close spread, but the games that you think that could be close and high scoring with. Terrible defensive teams. Like, even if you take like four bets or three bets in that game, you should probably, probably, long-term winner in that. that Yeah, yeah, good, good stuff on that one. The final play was in the Pacers-Kings game. Uh, Sabonis returned to Indiana. Wasn't the return we were hoping for. Uh, He drops 15 points. We needed him to get 22 or more to cover the line. Um, I I guess he was really slow in this game overall. What what kind of happened here from your perspective? I watched the game and I didn't watch the entire game. I watched some parts. So I watched the first quarter. He started very poor. He missed like, it was zero from six, I think, to open the game. Very poor inside. Then he ended up scoring a bunch of points. And he left the third quarter with four minutes left, scoring uh, at, at 15 points. So I would say that he was on pace to cover. And I was like, okay, so we just need some aggressive Sabonis in the fourth. They are losing, yeah. so probably it will be a great great spot. And then he didn't attempt a single field goal in the fourth, even though he had single coverage. So very weird, probably some emotional stuff going through his head, coming back. I don't know how to explain that. Without Fox, you don't think a single field goal attempt. Yeah. And I, will under, I understand sometimes when he gets double things or like, swarming inside so he doesn't want to force he wants to get everyone involved but this was just the game that he didn't aggressive enough and yeah that's the gamble betting on guys like Sabonis yeah and the day before we bet on AD against Miles Turner in single coverage so you went right back to the same sort of handicap for Sabonis and AD took advantage of that and it's I guess it's a little bit strange how Sabonis didn't even attempt to take advantage of that yeah in the fourth Sabonis quarter. played even more minutes and attempted the more than like uh, Davis had 27 field goal items and Sabonis had 13. So, yeah. And without Fox, who usually takes like 25. So that, that's that, that's weird part, but yeah. yeah. Not we we take it on the chin. It is a winning day on the Friday. So uh, we'll move on and hopefully find some winners today. Let's move now into the official pick segment of today's show. Uh, we have two official same game parlays coming your way. First of all, we are going to a pretty significant matchup with even more significance as a result of a big trade that we're going to talk about. But the Clippers are facing the Brooklyn Nets today. Brooklyn obviously going to be without Kyrie Irving here. This is their second game without him because they sat him out in their previous game. But a brand new era is about to start for the Brooklyn Nets, kind of. We'll see what transpires there. But we are focusing on the Clippers side of things. And we're going with Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers on the money line. Rare money line here. Take it away, Pips. So we are betting Kyle and over 24 and a half points combined with Clippers money line, which we get plus 100 at DraftKings. So I'll just say, like, first off, I'll just read the p- potential starting lineup for for Brooklyn Nets, and it's Ben Simmons, 
Edmund Sumner, Joe Harris, Royce O'Neill, and Nicholas Claxton. So there is no KD, there is no Kyrie, there is no Spencer yet, there is not Finney Smith yet. So, like, I don't know. This team looks bad <laughs> for me. And very they, short. Sorry, it's a, a very big spread. Against the Wizards, the Wizards played with, I think, Kuzma got injury. Porzingis was fouled out and Bill was out. And they were down 25 before Cam Johnson, Cam Thomas started like shooting the lights out and won in a close game. Uh, I don't think this happened with tonight with this Clippers team. So Clippers won like seven out of the last eight. And the only loss was away at the box by one. In a game where Kawhi Leonard shot seven from 26, so 25% from the field. And they lost by one against the Bucks. And Yanni scored like almost 50 points. So I just think Cavs, I just think Clippers win this easily. But hopefully not as easy. Like <laughs> I want, yeah. So I was on, trying to bet regular line on Kawhi Leonard and I was like, I'm afraid of a blowout here, so let's bet Clippers makes sense and get the lower line from Kawhi so he can cover this in three quarters because he should probably play like he's playing entire first and third, so he should get like 30 minutes or 31 minutes even if this is a blowout. So with with those minutes, I think he can cover this line against the Nets without much problem. And also Ben Simmons is questionable, so probably I think he, he will be out too. So I don't know who's going to defend Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, the, not a great matchup for Kawhi here. And I like the explanation because there's obviously a, a blowout threat here. Can't ignore that. But if they do blow out the Nets, it will be largely due to the sections of the game in which Kawhi Leonard is going to be getting the bulk of his minutes. So that's a great way to circumvent that. Clippers, like it's a, I don't know. Like obviously Cam Thomas has had some pretty crazy games, but that lineup just, should not have enough to beat this Clippers team. Hopefully everything goes well from a Clippers standpoint in terms of who's going to be playing. I also, but... Yeah, I also think uh, I think minus seven is the spread you can get, the best line. And I think that should be like minus 10. Interesting. Okay. So a little yeah. bit of extra, extra sauce on yeah. that one. If you guys want to double dip maybe a little bit, go with a half unit somewhere else or however you want to spend it. That could be I was, I was actually bet the spread, but the usual don't do that. But this is a great spot. But I'm a bit like, okay, they they went through the overtime with the Knicks, and I didn't like how, how they played in that game. But still end up winning by six. So, like, when things, like, I, th- I, th- I think they could play a great game tonight. And I think healthy, Kawhi Leonard played 38, 34, 39, 39, 40 minutes. So healthy Kawhi Leonard. Healthy Paul George, normal Norman Powell shooting the lights out. Yep. Yeah, they have the Zubas to, to defend inside. Cam Thomas won't be able to get to the rim as, as easy as the last game. <laughs> yeah, Marcus Morris. I think this this Clipper seems like he is there now, like on the edge of being top five in, in the NBA when they are this healthy and playing. Finally, like they had like Eight, nine out of the last ten games together, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Norman Powell, and 
everyone else. So finally getting some minutes and time together on the court and they won like eight out of the last nine. And uh, yeah, it's it's finally showing that they could climb their way up to the to the top of the West. Yeah, really showing this stuff. Um, like they, they got to be beating this Brooklyn team. So uh, yeah. like that spot, first one. Let's go to the second play of the day. We're going to the Bucks, who are playing against the Portland Trailblazers and uh, Giannis Holiday, two all-stars, both feature on this same game parlay. Yeah, so this one is... I just... I've watched like five games of the Giannis and he looked like a different man when he was like terrible against the Hawks and against the Hornets before the rest. And then he took like almost two weeks to rest. He he missed five games and then he came back like 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 the best form of his career currently. Like there is no defense to stop him. Like he, so interesting fact. He didn't score more than 33 points in against the Miami Heat in his entire career. Like span over 30 plus games, Giants never scored more than 33 points. Yeah, and that includes and, a lot of playoff games. That's a lot of games. Yeah, ton of games. And he scored 35 with 15 rebounds and 11 assists. So 35 points, triple double against the Miami Heat. And that was one of the, his worst free throw shooting games of the season, and he like expected like was like, he shot nine from fifteen from the free throw line, so he was expected to score like thirty eight points considering his his free throws, and man, his I was he was like 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 one hundred percent aggressive in those games, and that's the most difficult matchup for Giannis in the entire NBA, and he still scored thirty five points. With poor shooting, he scored 33 or more points in six consecutive games, including 50 points against the Pelicans, 54 points against the Clippers. And I'll say, Clippers and both Clippers and Pelicans have way, way better defense than than Portland has. And I'll say, yes. Portland may be currently currently like five worst defensive teams in the league. So, yeah, I just think he should annihilate this line. And I, I went, like, a bit low, lower because I'm actually, like, slightly concerned that Bucks could get away pretty quick in this game. But they are on the road. So I'm deciding just, just to get three points lower because 34 and a half seems like a bit much if he doesn't play last six minutes of the game. But the good thing is Yanis starts the fourth quarter. So I think this line is is, is is good. And Drew Holiday part of this bet is just like, okay, he'll get Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons cover and good luck with that. Like they are so poor on, on the on the on the on the perimeter. Yes. And especially them so being so poor. And now they need to focus on Yanis. That will open even more room for for drew holiday i think he can cover this line pretty easily he's playing big minutes and this is a game we could see like bucks score 130 130 points yeah. probably expected so yeah i just think this is this is a great great single parallel for for tonight yeah that's a 
this I mean, you're you're worried about kind of a blowout here. The spread is only like four points, four and a half points in this one, so not a, not a massive threat there. Always, I mean, with the matchup, like you're saying, with the Blazers, how poor their defense is, looking to take advantage of that here. I guess it's always a threat, no matter what. But there yeah, should but, be a blowout here. Yeah, yeah, but since Giannis came back, like. They they won eight in a row and it looks sort of fortless. So, and right, I'm not right. a huge fan of, of Portland and that's like, yeah. So maybe a, a, another opportunity uh, and a little bit of a lean on the spread for this one based on, yeah, on matchups here. I actually wanted to bet like the same thing like with Kawhi, but I don't want to bet two money lines in, in the same day. Not just just not me. Right, right. So sticking with kind of your roots here, uh, the play with Giannis and Holiday on the points. Uh, if you're betting this on DraftKings, Holiday will be in the second section for his points on the 14-plus line just for people yep. interested in that one because sometimes those ones can be a little bit tricky to find. But we're going to switch gears now and go into the big topic of discussion for today's show. Kyrie Irving is on the move. He just got traded away yesterday from the Brooklyn Nets. It all transpired very quickly, but he is now on his way to Dallas to join forces with Luka Doncic. The full trade breakdown is Dallas acquires Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris, and Brooklyn acquires Dorian Finney-Spiths, Spencer Dinwiddie, the 29, uh, 2029 first-round pick, a 2027 second-round pick, and a 2029 second-round pick as well. A blockbuster trade. Luca, Kyrie, both teaming up. Let's go to Pips on this one. What were your initial thoughts in the trade? What was the the reaction when it first broke out? I, for one, was shocked. I was expecting maybe Phoenix, one of the LA teams, but I wasn't really expecting Dallas. So, I think Dallas was my first pick for this one. Wow. I I, I think like it, it it makes sense. Like they are desperate. And that's the. I will just explain. Like say that. So, I think I heard you saying 2029 second round pick. Yes, but I think it's 2027 first round pick. Is it? I just I just looking at the watch tweet and it's 2027 oh. 20, 20 20 first round pick. Yeah. So I I actually saw two different post about this i don't know which one is true but if it's 2022nd 2027 first round pick like that that that's like great great uh, for let's just double so check first off i'll just say like i sorry love this just, just double checking double checking on that it woad said it was a 2029 first and two second round picks I'll I'll just send you the, the Telegram just a second. Sorry. Okay. I mean, uh, let me pull it. Let me pull it up here. This is this is what I'm this is what I'm looking at from uh from Woj. Um. So he's got clarification on the initial tweet where he said the 2027 first round pick and okay. second round so pick. Yeah. Adjusted. This is clarification. Yeah. I, I watched the, the the one a bit earlier. Posted a bit earlier. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. So originally okay, it was twenty seven, so, but it's but it was clarified later to okay, twenty nine. Okay, yeah. So I, I when I said twenty seven being first, like oh, that's a bit too much. But twenty twenty nine is like in six years, so I just don't 
don't think about it like that much. But it could be for some teams like uh, something to trade in the future. So for sure. So first off, I I actually wanted him in Miami Heat. Uh, like that was my like I want Kyrie to Miami Heat because they will be like instant contenders. Like they can beat everyone in the entire league with Kyrie because they have so many the defensive pieces and need just one player like Kyrie to be contending. You, you just can't rely on the hero to do that. Like Kyrie is just like twice the player hero is. Mm-hmm. So I was I was rooting for it, but I somehow expected I actually talked about it with my friends, couple of them, and I, I like was Miami Heat and Dallas. That that, that was that was like for me two two, two destinations. I I wanted Miami, but I slightly was concerned about him going to Dallas, and I will just explain why concern because I think. Dallas didn't do anything with it. Like, I don't see it. Like, they went from the Kyrie. He could leave in the summer. Okay, they open up a ton of space and they can sign players. But I didn't check who is who everyone that's that's going to be free agent. I, I last season was kind of poor in the free agency besides Branson. But I don't know what's this even season. So, even so. For Dallas to take a gamble with free agency, I, I'm not sure who's going to be available either, but that's a they, weird they, gamble for Dallas to take. Yeah, and that's two terrible gambles. Like, you're gambling on Kyrie, who is like, he couldn't be like, okay, I'm fun two weeks, and after two weeks, again, some crazy stuff. But yeah, just, just gamble on him. Also gamble on him resigning. You never know what Kyrie... I don't think Kyrie Irving knows what Kyrie Irving will do, like, Yes, like that. That's completely enigma. And defense, man, they traded their best defensive guy, and now you have a lineup with Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, and Christian Wood. Like, you need to have like prime Pippen and Hakim there to to, to be <laughs> average. So the I don't think this kind of moved the needle for for for, for Dallas. I think we'll see like a ton of zone defense <laughs> moving forward because like that's doing the way this, this could work. Yeah, I'm just not. I I when I look at this trade, I think Nets are winners. They kind of got the best season of career for Spencer Dinwiddie. He's like 18 scoring 80 points and I think five assists on average with way above average shooting efficiency like 40 percent from three 60 percent through shooting like the best spencer dvd we ever seen yeah and they got dorian finney smith like amazing defender like I, i'm a huge fan of his defense like i just love him like he's a wing that can be a point of attack defender and still doing all kinds of work of off the ball and in the lanes and i just love dorian finney smith and he can shoot wide open trees which is great so great 3d guy but uh, I also think, like, and they got the draft capital also. So this is a good move for, for the Nets, whatever they decide. But also, with a carry out, I don't think they have uh, that what's needed for them to win. I will say from a Brooklyn perspective, this is probably the best they could have done, the way Spencer Dinwiddie is playing and the draft capital they got back. I think they did a great job of doing this quickly before – 
it got to the point like Wednesday, Thursday, like, okay, either you trade him and you take what you get or you lose it for nothing. So I think they did a good job there from Dallas's perspective. I think that's like fine valuation for Kyrie. It's just like you said, like the defense is the biggest thing. Doncic, Kyrie, Christian Wood all on this on the same team. Like how do they really expect to compete for a championship there? Uh, the odds have shifted just specifically from BetMGM. Uh, the consensus odds were around plus 2,000 on Dallas, maybe a little bit higher. They're down to plus 1,400 on BetMGM. I've seen a lot of books around the same thing over there. Like, it's it just, I, I can't see them competing really deep into uh, a playoff run. And I, I think maybe just a deep playoff run is enough for this team. And I guess it's the Dallas showing that they can get help for Luka Doncic, but you run the risk really heavily here without having an extension in place. Now, maybe they are working on one. Maybe that was something that was factored in. I know uh, the Lakers, the holdup on that trade was we need Kyrie Irving on a two-year deal to match up with LeBron rather than a four-year deal, which is what he wanted. So maybe there's something in play there. I understand why Dallas did it. They want to gamble with Luka Doncic being here, maybe time running out on Luka Doncic's patience, but the defense is going to be a big problem here. I like Javon's comment on on the ch- in the chat here speaking about maybe Crowder would be a good move for the Dallas Mavericks to go towards just to supplement the defense a little bit. Uh, we have somebody else saying that, or it's Javon as well, sorry, that's saying that Christian Wood might be somebody has to get traded. And I will say for Dallas, those, like, they still have room to make some moves before the deadline. And I will say for Brooklyn as well, I think that that 2029 first round pick should immediately be in the, the in front of the shop in the window for other teams to look at because Brooklyn are in such a good position right now the way KD is playing Dinwiddie's still a good player they can find maybe some other things to bring in they saved a, a good amount of money having let Kyrie Irving go to the Dallas Mavericks here so I think there's potential for Brooklyn to maybe make some more moves towards the deadline any thoughts on if Brooklyn can strengthen and if that's a good idea for them I'll, I'll pro- firstly go to some other interesting point, point but I think Dallas Mavericks are very happy with the way Josh Green turned out this season. Yes, yes. He's been amazing and he's also a good defender. Like I'm not like totally sold on him, but I think he's above average and actually is showing some great, great uh, stuff. And his true shooting percentage for this season is 67%. That's like better than KD. So of course, he's not self-creating anything, but he can be a great 3 and D guy. He's shooting 41% from three, and this could work because if he can, but putting all, like, he needs to be, like, fourth guy on this team. I don't think he's ready for it, but you never know. Like, Jason Kidd maybe knows something we don't, so, like, this could be, like, Okay, Reggie Bullock is also started shooting well over the last couple of weeks. He's also a good defender player. They are, they now have George Green, good defensive player. Like they could have some like someone like and Stagger means heavily with Irving and Doncic, and that could be great for the regular season. When the playoffs come and you need to play your best guys the most minutes, and it will be a problem on defense and. The second part, you you asked me about Nets moving along with this. Yeah, the the pick they got. I would love for them to move Ben Simmons, but I don't think anyone at this point in the league will offer anything for for Ben. 
So that's the huge problem. So they lost the Harden trade because Harden looks amazing, like even better than in the Nets. So they lost that trade, and with that losing trade, I think. I imagine if they won that trade, like if they get something positive in return for James Harden, like they are great this season. Like with the amount of players missed time, they are great. Imagine if they had player instead of Ben Simmons. Like that will be yeah. amazing. But but I I don't know. Maybe Curry even my maybe Ben Simmons is probably additional reason for Irving moving out because. I don't think anyone is happy there. Like we have KD out with injury. You need to play with Ben Simmons all the time. And yeah, but yeah, I think Ben Simmons is the main reason I'm not that high on the Nets because what do you do with him? Like, like I watched the games and he is like, like only thing he does in on offense against the game against Utah Jazz. Only thing he was doing on the offense is setting screens. Like nothing else. Like, and yeah, and then he got in the foul trouble and he can defend and you can't have him on the floor in late in the fourth. So and you traded James Harden for it. Like I, yeah. uh, for, for Ben Simmons, obviously they'd like to move him. I'm just kind of thinking around the league who'd be willing to take him. I, I honestly think not. I wouldn't want this, uh, but I think Toronto could be somewhere he goes, but like his contract is so bad. He's making thirty-five and a half million dollars this year. I just pulled it up. He's making thirty-eight million dollars next year, and then he's making over forty million dollars in the twenty twenty-four twenty-five season. Like, no, what's that? It it's I, how can any team take that on? How can any team actually take that on? And maybe like somebody's asking here. Aaron, Aaron is asking in chat if. Perhaps Ben Simmons could turn into the backup center, which is crazy. Is there a chance that maybe because you lost your primary ball handler, does Ben Simmons get the ball back in his hands, play somewhat of the role he had with Philadelphia? It really seems like at least this season, the confidence from a shooting standpoint isn't coming back. Do you think any of these possibilities uh, could, could, could come to life here? But he is playing backup center this season. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Like yeah, I suppose. Yeah, he he is like one hundred percent staggering his minutes with Claxton. And he can't have both the, the second floor, unit. He's the playing thing. the the center. Yeah, and they start, and Ben Simmons moves out after four minutes and comes back to play backup C. That's that's what he's doing this season. Like he's like Damon Green role, but but Damon Green is Less. better on both sides on the, on the court. <laughs> yeah. So, Draymond like, Green's better on offense. At least Draymond Green's what we've come to. Yeah, and better on defense also, which is like the bread and butter for Simmons. Like only reason you have him on the team right now is because he can defend, and I think Draymond is still way better there. So I, I don't know why I've developed a bit of a soft spot for Ben Simmons. I just hate to see somebody's career fall off like this. I I yeah, just but, think the best thing for him is he has to get salary dumped somewhere. Like like a Charlotte or Detroit or something, and just give him like all the tools to to get the ball again and see if he can find anything. But there's nothing that's really suggesting here that he's he's going to get that back. So, but I will say, I will say, Ben has the skills. Ben has the sure. skills to be like eighteen, eight and eight guy. 
he has the skills that's not even questionable. But yeah. if he doesn't like if it's mental, like what do you do? Like do you trust him to turn around? That didn't look well over the last three years for the 76ers and uh, now the Nets. Like he's not healthy anymore. He's getting like health issues and injuries like every week. He's out. He he he. So like we all know what is he is capable of. Just look back like three seasons ago with 76ers when Embiid was out, he will get 20, 10, and eight like easily, like effortless. And he's still that guy. Like. He didn't forget how to do it. He just that doesn't have confidence. And one knock as well I have against him is that he so with Philadelphia, his years there, he won rookie of the year, and then his stats stayed the same. He didn't get any better. There wasn't really much inclination from him to improve his game, to improve his shooting. Genuinely to this day, I'll say from early Ben Simmons career, if he'd actually worked on that three-point game and got a three ball, he is like a near MVP caliber player because he's a DPOY level player. Offensively, he can give you eight to 10 assists per game, eight to 10 rebounds. The points are there. And then you add in the floor spacing as well and pair that with Joel Embiid at the time, he would have been pretty much unstoppable. But that is where we are today. So Dallas definitely gets better here in this trade, but I don't think we put it enough to get to a championship. Brooklyn, obviously, they got worse here. I mean, I think they did the best that they could given the situation with a lot of questions now being asked about Kevin Durant's future. Oof, there's going to be a lot of questions about this front office, losing Harden, losing Kyrie, and possibly now losing Kevin Durant. And this era has certainly failed. Uh, we'll end on this question for this topic. What do you think is the ceiling for Dallas and for Brooklyn in the playoffs What's the max they can do with their current rosters without maybe extra trades happening by Thursday? Probably first round exit for both, but ceiling is second round exit. That's I think they this could be like first round exit, my opinion, but ceiling is second round exit. I think I will unfortunately have to agree on both sides, but uh, hey, Dallas surprised us last year. We'll see if they can also do that this season. All right, let's move into our final discussion piece. We've been going a while, but we want to touch on this one as well. It's something Pivs brought up to me. Uh, Steph Curry, big news on Steph Curry. He's expected to now miss multiple weeks with a leg injury. Unfortunate to see another injury happening to this player. And for the Golden State Warriors, this is certainly a big deal. There's some partially torn ligaments. The Warriors have been struggling. And with so much jostling for positions at the Western Conference, they're still perceived to be one of the favorites to win the NBA championship. But with this injury... They fall off. That could take away any championship aspirations this season. And it's once again an indication that the core they have here are not getting any younger of Clay, Steph, and Draymond Green. And then you look at the next kind of core group of players coming in, and they're still not showing really enough to suggest they can keep this dynasty going. So the topic for this one is the Warriors dynasty pretty much at its end at this point, potentially. What do you think, Peps? Yeah, I think we are looking at <laughs> yeah, the, probably the last. Yeah, it's it's simple for me because like they are currently in the eighth place in the West, and they are one win away from the Portland, and they have much tougher schedule than Portland, and you have some teams looking around. Do you think Golden State Warriors can win both playing games against the probably teams like? Healthy Timberwolves, Mavericks, 
like Pelicans, like Portland, like that. The I think it could be Portland. Yeah, but you need you, you can get like Damian Lillard sixty point game and you lose. That's one game. Like it's true. You can lose that game. Like and you need to win two. And I think there won't be seven or eight seed. I think there will be nine or ten. Maybe even missed completely playoff. Because I don't know like, with Curry out, they could fall even lower. Like the Thunder are creeping up. The Lakers, I'm expecting a big jump in the in this I, period beyond yeah. the trade deadline. That's what I'm saying. So if they don't make the playoffs this season. They're pretty much done. Like you're paying so much money, and you miss the playoffs. Yeah. Like I, I don't see it, and they're getting older. And next, like Kari coming back from the like ligaments injury, that's that's difficult to come back. And even if he does come back this season, like he won't be like cleaning close to the player he was throughout the first. Part of the season because throughout the first part of the season he played the best basketball of his career and they are at 500 team so yeah. i i don't see it and it's very unfortunate because it's enjoy it's joy to watch these teams when they are healthy but yeah i, I think this and i it's in, 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 interesting part of this is like what if kairi steve injury happens like a week later and they go all in at, at the trade deadline like yeah at least they still have young players and they can go other route but i don't think they will i think they'll still be trying to compete and give it all the best but i, I think getting something for andrew wiggins could be but his value is not great now that he he's so poor over the last month and they so paid i don't know what they paid him big move. time yeah, I don't know what's the move. So like we have Clay Thompson not playing, not great, especially on defense. We have Begins struggling heavily. We have Jordan Poole being like when they are all healthy, he scored three to five points so many nights. And when everyone is out, he's like very inefficient scorer. And yeah, like whoa, I don't see it. like there so. I don't think I would like what would like to know is that there is like data didn't didn't look up for it, but I don't know when was the last time the champions missed the playoffs while not losing any core players. Oof, uh, I, I, nothing comes top of my top of my head. Nothing really comes up on that one, but and, I'm sure it's very rare. Yeah, and also like. Not only missing playoff, but being out of the eleven, like, missing in playing tournament, that's like amazing, and that's huge possibility. And also, they are twenty and six at home and seven and twenty away. Like, what's going on here? Like, is that just like mental thing or something? Like, so, so I have the numbers up here. Only two defending champions have ever missed the playoffs. Period. Let a, like let alone like when when was the last time core pieces? So last time was the ninety eight ninety nine Chicago Bulls. Obviously, they dismantled that roster after the Jordan era. Yeah, so that, that team was that, that, that's never going to make the like, playoffs. And the other team was the sixty nine seventy Boston Celtics, yeah. which is the year I'm 
believe that was their first season without Bill Russell. So once again, yeah. a core piece goes away. So this is the first. This could be the first time in history that it happens with the same core. Like if it if it happens, yes. And also, <laughs> in those years, it was like like smaller gap for the playoffs, and now you have like ten teams going to the playing tournament, like almost seventy percent of the league. So like if you miss the playoffs here, that's unbelievable. Yeah, they didn't lose any starter players. Like, they they just they bet heavily on this young core of like Kaminga to take a big step, probably a lot on Moses Moody to take a big step. Uh, I think they were expecting a little bit more out of Andrew Wiggins. I think they're also expecting. I think they're expecting considerably more from Jordan Poole. He's like, like you said, like he kind of thrives just taking as many shots as possible, but he's inefficient. He's a turnover machine. It just hasn't really gone to their expectations there. And the amount of money they're investing, I, I think they are either the high, like high, most expensive team of all time or second behind this year's Clippers. But they're one of those two, the amount of money being invested here. Obviously, injuries, you can't really predict there, but it just hasn't panned out as expected for the Golden State Warriors. And you kind of touched on it, but I did want to also ask what you think their plans are going to be for the next few days here. Do you think like Kaminga all of a sudden comes into play as somebody that could be on the move or do you think they kind of just accept what it has become here and try to just keep the young assets and plan a little bit for the future i don't think it makes any sense to move any of these young players like you don't you don't even know if card is going to return this season this is very serious injury they're saying like a couple of weeks i don't think so like i don't think like my opinion is like two months maybe even more like he can come back like in two months and then he needs like five to six games to like ramp up his minutes and get playoffs already starting. Like there is no just I don't think there is time. Like even prior to this knee ligament injury, I like they said a couple of weeks, then said like it's some like concerning injury, and then suddenly there's ligament problems. And with I mean those injuries. Like it was the same thing. I don't know if you remember with Kawhi first injury in, in like oh, ligaments, yeah. couple of weeks, then couple of months, then end up like fifteen months. Like, yeah, I just don't think that's that's like easy to get back from, especially with couple of injuries already this season. Not looking great. Best I can kind of say about the injury torn, like partially torn ligaments. I partially tore ligaments in. Uh, August of two years ago, so 2021, and it took probably over a year to get 100%. It probably took at least four, five, six months before I was operating at like a normal athletic level. So, like these things, they can be quick, but they can also be quite a long time. And for, I mean, he's going to be like much more disciplined on training, have much better access to those sort of training regimens. So, yeah. It, it, this could be months. This could be the rest of the season. So I'm, it may be like all Warriors have to do is get into the playoffs. Curry will be here and will be fine, but he may not be 100%. And like you yeah. said, they may, they may not even get into the playoffs with how they looked the first time Curry got injured and he came back and they had went on a bit of a run, but they've been hovering around 500. So this is a really bad look for the Golden State Warriors. I hope for the sake of the team, like they really just go, okay, we, we have to make sure we keep young players for when these guys kind of uh, move on with their careers, whether they leave or retire, whatever, or just fade off. But I, 
with the amount of money, I can see them going going for it at the deadline. I think that will be an interesting spot for the Warriors uh, over there. Um, final thoughts, we'll say, uh, for the Warriors. If you had to predict right now, I think I know your answer. Do the Warriors make the playoffs this season? I don't think they make the playoffs, but I think they will compete hard to get into the play-in, and then who knows what can happen in the two games. But I don't think they can make the playoffs. If I will just give some sports betting, like odds, I will say plus 120 to 150 for them to make the playoffs. I don't have those readily available, but I'm sure there are some markets out there. Maybe they're closed off for the Warriors, but uh, that could be an interesting one post-deadline for that team and maybe one that I'll be looking into as well. But let us know in the chat. Let us know in the comments as well. Do you think Golden State will be making the playoffs? Because unfortunately, I think, well, I don't know if that's unfortunate, but I may have to agree. Maybe it's a little funny from our perspective that they're not going to make the playoffs. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I'm trying to find, like, but as you said, they are down. So I, I opened up the make to make the playoffs and Golden State Warriors not up not up it's very probably good. until the Curry thing Curry's timetable is up and they probably suspect there could be some trades at the deadline which could completely shift that market so yeah makes a bit of sense we'll probably open up this weekend uh, again depending on what happens but well uh, it's interesting is that Lakers are plus one eighty to make the playoffs. Oof. I think they might do it. I, I that's interesting. Mark. I think they may do it. I, I don't know if I'm over biasing LeBron though. So I'm seeing one unbelievable number, and that's plus one hundred eighty-four for Timberwolves to make the playoffs. Oh man, I feel I think like that they can do that. Should be like plus one one hundred. Like, yeah, that's a weird one. That's a weird one. So I that's just opened it up, like just to check something and i just saw this number and it's crazy for me they have the yeah. same number as utah jazz like on the fan dude that's that is surprising so they are in the seventh place without rudy gobert and towns mm-hmm and I can see them maybe making some move the next couple of days to just add in like a, a nice depth piece on the side to improve the defense. Maybe I just think they are they are making the playoffs like ninety percent. No, that's my opinion, but it's for sure fifty or more percent that they make the playoffs. And you are getting it's it's actually plus one hundred and ninety on points bet. That's thirty five percent of implied. Implied probability. Yeah, I think it's fifty or first percent or more. Well, very good spot for some people to take advantage of on that betting market. Uh, Aaron and Chad is saying Warriors are plus one forty for the play-in. That's a weird one because, like, if they're too good, they miss the play-in. If they're too bad, they also miss the play-in. So I, so, I feel like that's more accurate. Also, one, one one interesting. I I I don't know if you look the strength of the schedule lately, but Oklahoma City Thunder has this year's schedule, remaining schedule of the season. Mm-hmm. They are currently in the 12th place, one win away from the playing spot. And they are plus 550 to make the To playoffs. make the play-in or the playoffs? Playoffs. So they'd have to get through the... I'd imagine they have to win both play-in games, but 550 even still, like, it's a long... That seems like a pretty good price based yep. on that. Interesting. 
So a couple interesting leans there on the futures market from Pips. Uh, I think that will pretty much be it from the futures and discussion spot. Let's keep it going with the betting. We will recap the official plays from today's stream to finish us off. Uh, if you remember from earlier on in this show, uh, we had the Clippers at the Nets, Kawhi Leonard over 24 and a half points, uh, which also could be 25 plus. I think both were available paired with the Clippers money line, which is plus 100 at DraftKings. Nets going with a very, very depleted roster in this one. And Kawhi getting the minutes that if this is going to be a blowout, Kawhi is going to be a big part of the reason why. So like that, first of all. Second of all, we go to the Bucks at Blazers. Pretty short spread here. There is the threat of a blowout, but hopefully the, the minus four spread is somewhat accurate here. We're going with Giannis over 31 and a half points paired with Holiday over 13 and a half points. That is minus 110 at DraftKings. Couple of leans pips went through. Uh, OKC to make the playoffs. Timberwolves to make the playoffs. Interesting markets. Maybe next week, take a look at Golden State to make the playoffs because the, the, the no market there could have a little bit of value. We will see when the numbers are posted. But thanks again, everybody, to tuning into today's show on Pick and Roll. Want to remind you, we go live here every weekday around 11, 15, 11, 20 a.m. Eastern time. So make sure you're subscribed to the board and make sure you have given us a thumbs up. For more content as well, we'll have some additional content throughout the week, uh, potentially, if there is a big trade and we can quickly put up a video. But guaranteed, on Thursday on the Hammer HQ YouTube channel, I'll be hosting a live watch along for the trade deadline, and Pips will be one of the guests joining me on that one as well. Going to have some fun with that one. We'll have a betting spin on it as well to talk about how the futures markets are going to be affected, how we can perceive some value, and in the playoff markets, as Pips was just alluding to, potentially some good bets for you guys to make. But hope you guys have enjoyed today's show. Let's hope these picks cash, and myself and Pips will be back tomorrow for more from Pick and Roll. (laughs) 